Kia ora, so'umalo and Evie. We're doing the Tahi today, Tuesday, the 6th of June, 2023. Just in case you forgot what year it was, we're back with a short week after a beautiful long weekend. We're all feeling marvelous. You feeling feeling marvelous today? I'm feeling Evie? marvelous, mate. Marvelous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, marvelous that, Mrs. Maisel over here. <laughs> yeah, incredible stuff. Today, 18 days, 4 hours, 25 minutes and 15 seconds away from the day that the Auckland City Blues win the Super Rugby Finals. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's gonna, it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, I know what that is, and it's going to happen. Best team in the world. How was your long weekend? Oh, yeah, it was good. I was chilled. Yeah? Yeah, nothing heaps crazy to report, mm. um, except I've got huge news. Mm-hmm. i got a fringe. She's got, wait, so wait, is there a difference between a fringe and bangs? Honestly, I've been too scared to to know. I I think, (laughs) I I don't know. I always thought bangs were more like the, you know, like what I had before, little side bangs. Uh, And then this is a fringe. But I believe an American would disagree with me. They love Uh, calling everything a bang. But like, my fringe is very classy. It's very new. You wish you could pull off this fringe. Anyone, you wish you were me. And I'm wearing a sassy blazer with it. I look like I could run for office. I couldn't, but I look like I could. I was saying you um, look like uh, some sort of like Russian spy. Yeah, that's huge. That's yeah, huge. Like Angelina Jolie in Salt or like yeah. Atomic Blonde or something like that. Yeah, man. That's yeah. a sick fit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Carmen San Diego, but like blonde with a really, really awesome fringe that no one else could pull off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking of growing a fringe. Just yeah, the fringe, it. though. Do That's it. all I'm going to grow. Front mullet. Yeah, just a front mullet. Party in the front, business in the back. You know Man, what I mean? You could actually pull that off, though. Uh, like, you, no. could. you could. That was the... Um, was that the John Alomo? Yeah, it was. And he had the little old little rat's tail at the front. It looked kind of sick. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm, 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 I'm genuinely... I'm going to go to my barber and see what's left. And I'm like, bro, we might just do a mullet. Just do a straight skullet. <laughs> just straight, left. dirty skullet, my G. Just, you know, run it back. Um, uh, although, as you heard earlier, I mentioned the uh, Auckland City Blues and Evie had no idea what that was. Uh, coming up next, we're going to find out exactly what's happening in the NBA, courtesy of our boss telling Evie very briefly. And now Evie's hopefully going to recap it for us. So literally 30 minutes before we started recording, our uh, boss came in and recapped basically everything that you need to know about the NBA finals that are coming up. Who's playing? How'd we get here? What are we expecting? Who's on the field? Everything like that. It's even some of the behind the scenes drama. Um, importantly, he's not going to come and tell it to you. He has exposition dumped it on Evie. Woo. And it is now up to Evie to recap for you the NBA finals. So, Evie, please. Without looking at any notes, because you weren't allowed to take any, what is happening in the NBA Finals? Okay, sports news, because I love sports. Um, We are having the NBA Finals are on right now, Mm. but they're not the only finals. There's a whole bunch of finals. So there is the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, and they've been battling it out to see which ones from each side are going to win the championship. So right now in the finals that aren't actually the finals but are the finals because there's more games that are also the finals, there's um, the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. Mm. And the Miami Heat have um, a guy whose name I can't remember mm-hmm. and then the Denver Nuggets have um, another guy whose name I can't remember but Anna Sophia Rob is from Denver. So that's what I know about that and they're called the Nuggets so I'm, I'm shouting out to... I, I think that they should win, I guess. I don't know. So the Nuggets 
had the opportunity for some reason <laughs> to have more home, more home games because they have to play seven games, but they didn't do great, but they have won, won a thing. And then now they're going to go to Miami and they're going to play some games with the Miami Heat in Miami. So now Miami has like the hometown advantage, which apparently makes you like better at basketball if you're closer to your house you're like better at shooting or something um and then that's where we're at so there could be three more games or there could be four more games um at jimmy butler jimmy butler he's got that dog in him is what i'm being told uh, he's got that dog in him and he is on the denver team no he's on he's on the miami team he's on the Miami team and the issue here is um that I don't think any of these people have or um, are dating a Kardashian, so I don't know anything about them. Mm. Um, mm. But shout-outs to the family and shout-outs to to the NBA and um, let's let's have a cool season finale championship. Okay. That's, and uh, uh, what's the what's the scoreboard looking like right now? Like who's who's won who, what games? Um, okay, <laughs> great question. Uh. Um, thank you for asking. Um, I'm not stalling. I know the answer to that. It is the Denver Nuggets have two. No, one, there's one, one. It's one all. It's anyone's game. Mm. It's anyone's game. And now we have to play a misc amount of games. Stop instructing her, Harry. Yeah, Harry's waving at me. He's helping me. Don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> then now we're going to have a misc amount of games mm. and then we'll we'll find a winner. And, and Kendall Jenner might date one of them. Historically, Kardashian's dating a basketball player is not good for the basketball team. Historically. Well, well, you I mean, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know curse. about the score part of it. What yeah. I would know about it is that Tristan Thompson did Chloe so wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, James Harden also did Chloe so wrong. Mm. Um, mm. And we could keep going. We could keep going. We could keep going. Um, we but could yeah, keep going. that's um, that's sports news. Sports news. Who who are you supporting? Uh, the Nuggets. Okay, nice. Is that because Harry supporting the Nuggets and you don't know? Yeah, there's a couple of reasons I'm supporting the Nuggets. One, yeah. um, I want a pay rise. And two is um, I like a chicken nugget. Yeah, Denver Nuggets is a cute name for a, for a team. It is cute. Right? What colour do they wear? I Actually, I know I know that because I know about sports. Yeah. I'm just not going to tell you what yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, great job, Evie. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I, I am, I'm looking forward to more sports recaps. Thank you. I feel like you need to do more sports journalism. Thanks. <laughs> I'm really good yeah. at it. Yeah, I'd really love to see your <laughs> breakdown of the, the Warriors game over the weekend. But that's all the time we've got for sports news. <laughs> Let's keep that moving. We have released some teasers for a brand new series coming up on social media for the Tahi. Tell us a bit about it, Evie. It is called This Is Wheel Life, and it's about Soph and Indy. One of them is in a wheelchair, and one of them is her cousin, who is her carer. But they're, like, the same age, and they're really fun, and they're, like, best friends. And the whole show is, like... Um, obviously I've seen it all because I work here and mm. I get that sort of sneak peek but the whole thing drops on the 12th of June so next week you'll be able to watch the whole series but it's just about navigating life as a person in a wheelchair and sometimes it's really fun and sometimes it makes things really difficult And but it's like honestly it's a great show and I'm really 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 excited for everyone to watch it because I've had a great time watching it yeah the from the clips it's like it's um, 
it's very like it's just it's a very personal journey and I think that's the funniest part about it is that yeah. they, it's very clear they're not acting for camera they're just being themselves it's yeah it, I, I'm very excited because I've only just seen like a few of the teaser clips and things like that I haven't seen the full series so I am very much looking forward to seeing that and hopefully we can catch up with them on the show at some point in the future but uh, do we know when it comes out again? June 12th June 12th 10am whole series dropping all at once you can binge it you can learn stuff you can laugh you can cry all at once girl all at once and where is it dropping Evie? Uh, Tahi FM on YouTube Facebook and Instagram and Reels and TikTok and whatever else and I might post something on Twitter who knows but it's everywhere yeah there you go Make sure you check it out June 12th. Part of my French here, I'm going to be completely brutally honest. I had the worst fucking Sunday. Oh. I, man, I was, I was like, so like I had to, the only barber's appointment I could get was at 9.30 in the morning on a Sunday, which is obviously not ideal on a long weekend, let alone when you've got plans Saturday night. So I was very crusty Mm. heading to the barbershop to get freshened up. And I felt good leaving the barbershop. I was feeling great. I was living life to the fullest, to the maximum blasting my music really loud and I was driving uh, and I was like man that car next to me sounds horrible like what's going on with that car and then I was like I turned the music down and I went man I really that car's a hybrid that doesn't make hybrids don't make noise and then I was like oh it's my car isn't it yeah so I was like all right we're gonna we're gonna pull into the shops and I wheel on into the shops and I get out and, and you know what? You know how I knew something was really bad? Because as I was pulling in to the shops, there was this lady in front of the cafe, and she was just looking at me with her mouth wide open. And I was like, she looked shocked when she seen me driving in, and I was like, oh, okay, it's not good. And I was assuming that, like, my back bumper or something was, like, hanging off, or, like, maybe I'd run someone or an, an animal over, and it was just like, you know. I was expecting the worst. Get out. Flat tire. Aww. So I drove, I drove, I drove on a flat which is a terrible idea, um, but also, like, was basically on my mag, the drive mm. from wherever it went flat. I don't know how long I was driving on a flat. It was definitely not flat when I left the barbershop, but it is a long drive from the barbershop to home, and at some point... Some point <laughs> I was just struck. driving on a flat. And not only that, right, because this is not my car. It's like, well, it's, yeah, it's my car, but it's like a temporary car until I can get a new one. So I don't... My tools aren't in the car. And as a man, that's like a very important thing, right? You you're like I need my tools. A, yeah, you make your car official by putting your tools in it. So I was like, oh man, I don't even know whether the spare like tire or space saver is on this car. So the space saver was underneath the car, which is a ton of fun. Um, and I didn't have a wheel brace. I had a jack for the car, but no wheel brace. So, you know, disaster strikes. Who do I call? Everyone. Nobody's answered. <laughs> nobody answered me. Nobody's. Nobody. Nobody answered me. No one at all. And the like, only person that answered was like, "We're looking after their nephew and niece at home." And they're like, "Do you want me to pick the kids up?" I was like, "Well, picking the kids up means I'm gonna get a wheel brace, sure. But otherwise, no. Just leave." I uh, finally get a wheel brace. The the lugs, like the actual like nuts and bolts that like hold the ma- the tire on, were over tightened. So I was having to jump on on the the wheel brace. And I sprained my ankle because oh I was God. having to jump so high because they were on so tight oh, that I was actually so. having to like, I was like, I'm going to have to call AA because I'm going to need a rattle gun. But no, I'll just keep jumping on them. And yeah. And then I sprained my ankle. Um, I also bruised the other ankle because I was like, I'll use my other foot. And that foot slid and I smashed it on the wheel brace. So um, finally swapped it out. And uh, now I'm just ignoring that part of my life because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to think about how much a new tire is going to cost me. So I'm just like, as I walk past the car to my other, because I'm like, 
in the transition of selling a car. So, like, I have two cars at the moment. And as I like, walk past the van with the space saver on, I just kind of do this. I'm just kind of like, ugh. And I put my hand up and I don't, uh-huh. I don't look at it. And I just kind of walk past it and I go, that didn't happen to me. But if you get a flat, do you know how to change a flat tire? I was going to say, uh, shocked you didn't call me, mate. Uh, yeah, no idea. Absolutely no idea. <laughs> uh, I, I got a flat tire once and it was chucking with rain. And uh, I was in a certain location where the only person I knew nearby was my ex-boyfriend's dad. And uh, I called him and he came and changed my attire for me in the rain. It was really nice. And I said, is there anything I can do to thank you? And he was like, you could get back with my son. And I was like, bad call. Shouldn't have called him. But you know what? Tire was on. Happy days. I, um, one time, both of my sisters had two flat tires on both of their cars. (laughs) And I had to change them because my sisters don't know how to change tires. So I spent genuinely like almost like half of my day changing tires. And I, I had so no much fun. Changing a tire. Really, honestly, it's not that difficult. Once you like, but it's like, it's a skill you kind of do have to learn, but you only need to be taught it once. It is very simple to do, but it is so crucial to know. I should probably know. I could teach you. It's it's gen- like changing a tire is way easier than people think it is. And especially there's like, it doesn't require much like manual labor unless... Unless you're like me and somebody over tighten the lug nuts on your mags and you get a sprained neck. So, I mean, like, I actually got injured changing a tire, which is kind of embarrassing. But, you know, we got there in the end. If you do, um, if you did get a flat, though, who is the first person you call? Now, my boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, he'll know someone who can come help me. Hmm. Uh, previous to that, uh, I mean, yeah, I obviously kind of slim picking. He's called my ex's dad. Yeah. Like, you know, it's yeah, whoever's, whoever's on the... But if you teach me how to change a tire... I can teach you how to avoid the um, cameras on the T3 lanes getting onto the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't do that. I don't do that. It's for the record. I don't do that. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Just a joke, just guys. A joke. Relax. Relax. So we have some celebrations to hand out, some big putsy putsies to uh, some of the people here at the network who won big at the New Zealand Radio Awards last week. Yeah. Um, tell us a bit about that, Evie. Uh, New Zealand Radio Awards, we weren't nominated for anything, so we didn't go. But uh, feel free, we will change that next year. Don't worry. Um, what, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, the winners, there were heaps of nominees from RNZ overall for journalism, podcasts, services, everything. And if there's one thing we love here, it's patting ourselves on the back. We absolutely, absolutely love it. But uh, we're here to talk about winner, winner, chicken dinner, Charlotte Cook, who won uh, Best Factual Feature Podcast for Hair and Loathing, which is a Tahi podcast, which Caesar. means that you're listening to an award-winning podcast network, just not the podcast that won any awards. Mm. Um Hair and Loathing is amazing. Uh, it is about women's body hair and body hair in general and how society sort of tells us what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, being a very talented journalist, investigates it from a lot of different sides. And she gets um, a bikini wax live recorded, which oh, I just still gosh. think is, like, just iconic to yeah, me. Yeah, Because, like, pop off. I would, I could never. Like, <laughs> she is amazing for that. And it's really funny. It's really sad at times, but it's really, really funny. Mm. And it's really educational. And I think people would assume that it's a podcast sort of by women for women. Mm. But I think that people who don't identify as women or have women in their lives can learn a lot mm. from it. Uh, so congrats, Charlotte Cook. Yeah, congratulations. Seize and, up. Seize up. And to us for having an award-winning podcast, check out Here and Loathing now. 
came out like late last year. Is that right? Yeah, no, last year sometime. I should yeah. know that because I was the one who published it. Um, <laughs> it was no, it was it was reasonably early into into Tahi's life. Mm. It was one of the earlier things we did, and we really really appreciated um, someone as awesome as Charlotte Hook coming to the table. And doing a podcast like that it was real fun. Yeah, so make sure you check that out. That's available on uh, all streaming services, as well as in particular on RNZ's website. Yeah, woo! We won! All right, so I don't want to upset the Swifties here, right? Tahi, it's for the Swifties. There's Swifties <clears throat> within this network. We're not here to upset the Swifties. But I'm personally, just, I'm just personally not a Swiftie. Now, I don't think that should come as any surprise that I'm not a Swiftie. All right, nobody's gonna be like, "Wow, shocking!" What? So Arnold's not a Swifty? What? Going on? For those who don't know what a Swifty is, allow me to uh, introduce you to the wonderful world of fandom. Taylor Swift fans are known as Swifties. Mm. Um, I'm not gonna call them a cult. That would probably get me in trouble. Nope. Now, look, we're the scared reason... for our lives telling yeah. the story if you can't tell. Yeah. yeah, I'm very actually very nervous talking about this, but I have one critique, and it's not so much about Taylor Swift's music. It's about the price of tickets. It's crazy, eh? So, you know, what, how much... Because I heard that tickets were upwards of 100, like in the hundreds. People were paying upwards of five, ten grand. What? Yeah, because the whole thing at the beginning was that whole Ticketmaster drama where it was like, the more people want to buy the ticket, the more expensive the freaking ticket is. That's right. And yeah. it was a whole mess. And people were spending like 5K to go see T-Swift. Mm. Uh, 10k to go see T-Swift and then getting there and the seats were like terrible or something. Um, but the other thing that we were talking about that we're bringing up today is people buying uh, adult diapers to go to the Taylor Swift show uh, so that they don't have to miss a single second in the bathroom. Uh, thoughts? I mean, if you're paying 10 grand for a ticket, probably I'd probably do the same. If I was damn near a mortgage deposit. Mm. I mean, mm. yeah, if you're paying $10,000, don't miss the... Don't miss the show. That just seems like I, ten grand for tickets is just unbelievable. I too would wear adult diapers and not miss a second of it. I don't know if there's any artist that I love that much where I would want to spend ten grand to go see their show. Yeah, this is a this is an interesting one for me because not a Swifty. Mm. No one attacked me. It is what it is. But like, I would pay. 10k to see My Chemical Romance and I would have worn an adult diaper had I known that was an option mm. Uh, mm. what I did okay. was let me stop you there for just a moment I just want to remind you that we released this audio publicly and I just want you to be well aware of that going into this that people will hear this yeah piss myself at the MCR concert what oh, are you going to do what are you going to do well I'm going to miss Helena because I'm what in a portaloo? I've waited ten plus years for this concert, and I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna leave my really awesome spot that I've been in since four p.m. and I'm gonna get out of the crowd. I'm gonna walk all the way over to the portaloos, and and pee over. No, 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 could not be me. Could not be me. So it's like I get it, and in all honesty, um. Probably if MCR ever come back again, which I doubt they will, yeah, I'll be wearing an adult diaper. Whatever. Like, live your life. Live your life. You good night, nurse, man. What if I miss milkshake? Because I was, actually, I almost did miss milkshake because I was in the bathroom. I had to sprint back. And it was like, imagine doing that during my chemical rights. Imagine. No. Mm-mm. I like Mm-mm-mm. I like concert venues where I can hear the concert from the bathroom. Because mm. mm. then mean, I never feel like I'm going to miss a thing. It's yeah. uncommon. It's uncommon, though. 
Um, yeah, I suppose for like stadium and arena shows, hey, you don't really hear it outside of the, but like, uh, is it Power Station? Yeah. Yeah, you, you can, can hear, hear the, you 100% Station. hear the yeah, music. Uh, who would you wear an adult diaper slash um, I would never wear an adult yourself. diaper nor pee myself. I don't love any artist that much where I'm like, if I was paying 10 grand for a ticket, sure, probably would. But I would never pay ten grand for a ticket. Mm. For two reasons. There's no one. There's not even a single. Don't have ten grand. Biggie is back, and he's wouldn't there. pay ten grand to see Tupac. No, you wouldn't if he if it turned out Tupac was alive in Southland this whole time, like yeah. people say he is, and he's like, I'm doing a one-off show, and it's like in Auckland, and tickets are ten thousand dollars. I I want to keep it up with you. I wouldn't pay more than a hundred bucks for a ticket to a concert. More than for any concert. No. For any concert, no, genuinely. genuinely, like genuinely, like there's no one, any, not even over a hundred dollars. I saw Nas is like one of my favorite artists of all time, and his tickets when I went to see him in 2016 were 80 bucks, and that was getting expensive for me. What? Yeah, no, I wouldn't pay that much. I love, I love live music, I really do, but I don't think I would pay more than a hundred. That to me, you are I'm not going like, to believe how much I spent on my Blink 182 ticket, man. Oh that no, I know people like I know people right go out. crazy, but it's just like a personal thing for me. I'm not, I'm not spending more than a hundred bucks. I don't love any artist that much, honestly, <laughs> genuinely. An artist who I would spend up to a hundred dollars though, uh, local talent, Moko Mokai. Been a big fan of them for a very long time um, since. Last year. <laughs> Last year was essentially the inception of Mokumokai. Like, that was, like, when they first... It was actually New Year's 2022 they released, like, the first day of 2022. Um, they released the the debut project, self-titled Mokumokai. Uh, and they are back. They dropped on Friday their latest project, um, Whakarehu. Uh, it is... Um, Whakarehu, like, if I'm right, it translates to... It's like a, it's like a fighting position for there's that martial art um where they fight with the tayahas cool it's pretty sick it's a it's a type of striking position it's gangster i like so i stayed up from midnight to like 10 in the morning writing the review for this latest mokumokai project and i gotta be honest with you it is so good it is such a level up on their last project um it's i don't i don't i don't really know i it's like if you listen to their last album and then you listen to this. The last album was very chill. It was very summery vibes. Um, it was a lot of fun. You could very clearly hear they were having a lot of fun. This time, it's like they took themselves very seriously. And they said, we're going to do something really, like, we're going to make this really masterfully crafted piece of work. And it's a lot darker, a lot more serious. But you can still hear them having a lot of fun. Uh, Moko Mokai consisting of Dirty from Eno and Dirty, you may know him, um, and then Dusty and Ghost, two producers who I really, really love and admire, um, have done such a phenomenal job with this album. I mean, um, features from Brandon Shiraz, Mellow Downs, um, both of them bring their best foot forward. Mellow Downs in particular, like, really showed this type of aggression that I really love from him that we've seen a lot on Lone Wolf. And Brandon Shiraz just always being like, just having really funny metaphors and like really quotable lines. The whole album's got some really quotable lines. Um, it's it's a it's a lot darker of an album, but it is still a lot of fun to listen to. And the last feature on the album, which is like a secret, so I I I'm, I, I don't want to spoil it, mm. but I do spoil it on my review. The last feature, the Hongi Slicker, is a very famous New Zealand musician. 
and they just smash it out of the park. Like, you know, like most artists would want to close off their album themselves. Mm. Moko Mokai, who are like essentially a, col- a collab themselves as a group, again come through with this really beautiful collab record as the closer for the album and it is just it's so perfect i just couldn't think of a better way to close an album out than the hongi slicker coming through for this feature i highly recommend it if you get the opportunity i think moko mokai uh like this is me being very honest like this isn't i'm not just saying it for theatrics moko mokai are my favorite new zealand hip-hop team right now um, I think they're genuinely one of the greatest that we've had. Uh, and I am just already excited for more Mokumokai, but I'm very happy with what we've got. If you want to read my full review, it is available on Tahi's social media, in particular on Instagram. Check that out uh, while we get back into it. Before we started recording this show, in fact, before the inception of Tahi itself, it turns out that me and Evie have had something in common that has plagued us for our entire lives. Evie, tell us a bit more about this. Okay, so uh, I can't burp. I cannot do it. And whenever people, whenever I tell people that, they're like, yeah, you can, you just burp. I physically cannot burp. In my life, I have never burped. Actually, it's a lie. I burped once when I was vomiting. That was it. I cannot burp. I can't drink Coke. And if you take me out for a pint of beer, I'm dying. I'm dying. Mm. I'm just full. It's like wet bread. Like, it's horrible. It's very uncomfortable. And instead of burping, I just kind of gargle a little bit. Mm. And, like, you know, like, you drink a fizzy drink or eat a meal that makes you burp. You know, for me, it just hangs around in there until it becomes a fart, like, three hours later. Like, it's not ideal. Like, I'm just being honest. It's a medical concern. It's not ideal. Like, it's not great. And I have Googled it, and it is called um, retrograde cryophimangist dysfunction. I can't say that word. Um, But mercury's in retrograde on my throat. So Mm. basically, there's, like, a thing in your throat, and it opens and closes when Mm. you burp. Mine is real tight and can't do that because she's just really petite and she's, like, really skinny in there. So, like, she's like, no, I can't do it. And so I can't burp. Mm. And I never, ever in my life met anyone else who couldn't burp like me until I met you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, I can't burp. How crazy is that? And you told me that you used to not be able to burp, but now you can. And that was one of the worst moments of my life. Come full circle. I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like in that moment, oh my God, you can't burp either. Like, this is the best. You're like, yeah, but I can now. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I had like a weird experience where like everyone had like really bad long COVID and I just became, I gained the ability to burp after I got COVID. I don't know what it was. Like genuinely, I got COVID and then like a week or two later, I went to Samoa and I was just burping constantly. Like I was like... You know, like in movies when um, the hero gets a new superpower and they just start teleporting everywhere because they just can't control it? That was me with burping. This new power I held. I was just burping all the time. Starting to figure it out. But yeah, I had like a really good experience with COVID. I wish that was me. It was like, yeah, because the thing is, right, it's a real thing that people don't understand. Is like genuinely some people's bodies just aren't able to burp. It is very uncomfortable. Um, It is a serious issue. And I didn't... I thought something was seriously wrong with me until I Googled it, and it turned out that there is a Reddit page of, like, a whole community of people called I'm No Burp. And uh, everybody there shares in the... St- and it's so funny. Everyone's experience is exactly the same. Literally. It is, like, the funniest thing ever. Is like, everyone has this exact same shared experience. And it's the weirdest thing, too, because there's one solution. Evie, tell us what that solution is. There is simply one way 
and it is Botox. Yeah. You have to get Botox like in the thing, in, in your, your throat. throat. And until extremely recently, you could only get it done by this one guy in Florida, which mm. every one of the no Burt Breeder is always talking about. But there's a guy who does it in Auckland now. Can I afford to get this? Absolutely not. But am <laughs> I going to save up and then just burp all over the place? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, people were going there like it was like, uh, like they were flying to Dr. Miami to get a BBL. Yeah, you know? literally. Like they were like flying to see this random doctor. Just Really random, too, by the way. Yeah. I think he was, like, just experimenting, and he was like, hey, it's worked. And He's yeah, like, I figured getting... it out. There's a guy in Miami who should heaps of Botox. Yeah. And there are people flying from all around the world yeah. to go go see this Spend guy, the and then now box. they can burp. And I can't, so, yeah. Can't drink fizzy <laughs> I can't do it. Like, it's a weird, yeah, like, like, I remember, like, being young and, like, drinking and just feeling horrible before I could yep. even get any buzz on because I was just like I genuinely couldn't handle it and I was like something is wrong with me I for, was convinced for a bit that I was dying yeah me too yeah. I'm, but I'm always convinced that I'm dying yeah, yeah, like I, I like stub my toe and I'm like it's over like <laughs> that's it um, but yeah if anyone wants to um, put Botox in my throat genuinely curious if you listen to this and you can't burp we want to hear from you yes I'm not like I, full because if there's two of us there's, there's there's more of us, right? Like, there's got to be another one. Surely there's one more out there. Yeah, we can come together and finally make the perfect cocktail that mm. doesn't make anything uncomfortable. Mm. Actually, it's a vulgar we'll cranberry. Just, it already exists. We'll, yeah, we're just sharing, <laughs> our, sharing our united bond of not being able to burp. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a former burp, I'm a former, non, former, former non-burper. I'm happy yeah. for you in your recovery. Yeah. God is good all the time, all the time. All the God time. God is good, yeah. Over the weekend, uh, an opinion piece was published on RNZ's website by one Justin Matthews. Uh, They are a senior lecturer in digital media and popular culture researcher at the Auckland University of Technology. Um, They put together this article, this opinion piece, about holograms and AI bringing performers back from the dead, but will fans keep buying it? Uh, And the opinion there is whether or not this will become sort of like played out within the future of having hologram performances. And I think genuinely the first instance of a hologram performance that I can think of was like 10 years ago and it was Tupac. Mm, The Tupac one. It was the craziest thing. Anybody, we were all collectively like, what the, how did they bring Tupac back? I, from the footage and things like that, it, it looked like it must have been pretty believable if you were in the crowd. But it's getting better, and I've seen actually, like, very recently, another Tupac performance that looked shockingly real. Um, mm. But would you pay to go see a hologram performance of an artist you like, Evie? Um, probably, like, short answer, no. Long answer, like... There's a couple K-pop bands that have like holographic members that yeah, I would pay to yeah. go and see. But we're talking about people they, that have passed away. I think it's weird. Yeah. I like. I honestly, I I know that most of the time when you know they deep fake or AI a person who's passed away, like Carrie Fisher in the Star Wars movies. I like the family is cool with it. I mm. find it extremely uncomfortable. I'm kind of like, mm, let them be dead, girl. Mm. Like they are not here. Like it, I find it a bit odd, a bit morbid. But yeah. grim even. And, like, I like spooky stuff. I do like spooky stuff. Mm. But I don't know if I would, like, pay to go see, like, my favourite dead musician in a hologram. Yeah. It's it's kind of that weird space of, yes, I love this artist. Yes, I love their music. Is this just a money grab? It is. Like, uh, I'm going to use two recent examples. 
Pop Smoke, Juice World. Two artists who unfortunately passed away in their prime um, very early on in their careers when they had created a really successful following. They passed away. And man, did like, like they've released more music since they passed mm. than when they were around. And that's just, mm. I think Juice World's like dropped like three albums since he passed because yeah. the labels are just pushing them out. And it's at that point where I'm kind of like, as a fan, I'm glad to hear new music. But also, like, let's not money grab. Like, let's just, mm. you know, also the artist didn't get input on how these projects were going to be made and things like that. Maybe that's not the sound that they would have gone for. I just feel like when it comes to AI or hologram concerts, it's kind of like, I don't know. It just almost feels like it's disrespectful. I it's- think it. I think it is like, at the moment in, in my music world, um, Linkin Park have been releasing like songs from way old albums that mm. never came out. They've got Chester's voice on it, who he passed away a few years ago. It was mm. really, really sad. And then there's a couple new songs that come out, and me and my flatmate, who both really like Linkin Park, were like, this sounds like they AI'd his voice. Mm. It sounds like they had some sort of like demo recording and they AI'd it into, you know, being a full song. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't really feel super comfortable with that. Second of all, well, am I going to go to a Linkin Park show and they're going to have AI Chester running around? That's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I think a, another recent example of like sort of like AI or bringing back artists who have passed away, Roadrunner the Anthony Bourdain documentary. Okay. I was a big fan of Anthony Bourdain when mm. he passed away. I was heartbroken and this documentary was really good, but they used his, they AI'd his voice in to do some of the voiceovers. And it's very obvious because like you can tell like there's just sort of like, I, I, I know this sounds cheesy, but there's no soul to it. Mm. And mm. at that time, it was a, it was a tough thing for me to be like, is this, is this service to people who love and care and, 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 and follow Anthony? Or is this, because the film wouldn't make sense without it and you're kind of money grabbing. And that, to me, is another example of, like, hologramming artists back. Is it right? Is it respectful? Is it just kind of a money grab? Is it, like... I, I Man, I love Nirvana, but I don't want to see Kurt Cobain being hologrammed on stage. Like, I don't there's think just Courtney going to let that happen. Don't worry about that. There's just weird things like that. So I, I, I'm, I don't think I would ever pay to go to a hologram concert. If one came on at a concert... I'd watch it, but I don't know how cool I am with the idea of of bringing people back to life right. via holograms. Part of the joy of seeing an artist you like live as well is seeing them perform and mm. like witnessing what they're capable of. Like seeing Beyonce, mm. be Beyonce. I haven't seen it myself, but I imagine it's very awesome. Mm. And it's like that's what you're paying for. That's the joy of the experience. But then if you're just watching like a, essentially just a video yeah. of her performing, but it's it's like a cool video because mm. it's a hologram, it's like, okay, because watch this on YouTube. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm it's not a... buying a diaper for an AI concert. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Would you pay money to go see a legacy artist's holographic concert? Chuck a poll up on Sahi's social media. Let us know. We're curious to see. Um, I am trying to be a better person. I'm constantly trying to improve myself. Mm-hmm. And in the journey of becoming a better person, you have to face some things about yourself that are maybe not super positive, especially as I sort of age through me 20s. You know, there's been a lot of a lot of things I've had to look at and go, that's not okay. You, you need to be better. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've been actively working on is... Um, I am so competitive in board games. I've lost a lot of friends. 
I've been banned from Catan at, at more than five different flats. Mm. Uh, this has been a problem since I was a child. And I have actually Googled, is there therapy specifically for people that take board games too seriously? Turns out there isn't. But I, I, points for seeking that help that didn't exist. Points for that. Uh, but today, I want to admit something. And once I've put it out publicly, it means I can't do it anymore because the jig is up and I'm holding myself accountable and to a higher standard. Um, so uh, here it goes. Uh, I am really good at Cluedo. I've always been very good at Cluedo. I'm a great guesser and I watch a lot of crime shows. So I think that helps. I don't know. But uh, I cheated almost every time that I've played Cluedo. And uh, I would like to share a story of a time that I did this. <sighs> okay. You got this, All right. So me and my good friends, who all love me very much and I have much respect for, sat around for a game of Cluedo. They'd never played it with me before. And I lie and I'm like, I've never played this game. I don't know. I don't oh, know the rules. I know the rules them. extremely well. I saw them at Cluedo. Well. That's crazy. Um, but... What you can do with Cluedo, if you act like you don't know the rules, is like, so I, for example, in this scenario, I had the Professor Plum card, and I go to a room uh, that I have, and a uh, candlestick that I also have, and I'm like, does anyone have this guy, this Plum guy? And everyone's like, no, because I have it. And then I do something like, well, what does it mean if no one... Is that kind? I mean, what does what does that mean? What is? And they're like, oh, and everyone's like writing it down. They assume it's plum for the whole rest of the game. It's not. It's I got it. And so I do this enough to the point that I've figured it out way before everyone else because I'm a genius. And I I'm like I think I should guess, guys. I I mean I don't know. I'm pretty crazy. I don't really know how it works, but let me just do a guess. And everyone's like, oh yeah yeah, let her guess. And I always say I guess right, and I won. Uh, this is the part where things get really bad. Mm -hmm. It took all of three seconds after I won. I've been holding this in the whole time. I'm such a bad winner. I'm like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I'm standing up. I'm pointing in all of their faces. I'm like, I knew how to play the whole time. I got you. I got you. Like, I'm so smart. This goes on. I'm not, I like, seriously, like three to four minutes, full volume. My friends are all just sitting there, like, so disappointed in me. Just like, girl, please. And I'm like, I knew the whole time. I knew you were going to lose. I'm the best. I'm the best. Ah! And um, then they were all mad at me, and I couldn't understand why. Um, mm. And now I can. Mm -hmm. And Gross. I've said sorry to them, but I apologised uh, again. Yeah. Uh, Phoebes especially. Really went after sorry, Phoebes on Phoebes. that. And now that I've said that out loud, everyone will now know that I do know how to play Cluedo. Amen. And I promise that I'm going to stop yelling at people when I win board games. I'm actually quite a good loser. Mm. I, I, I'm not too bad. It's winning. It's winning. You're a winner. I'm a terrible winner. We, um, I remember during lockdown how much like board games we played, and my niece always wanted to play Monopoly, but as soon as she started losing, she'd just leave the game. <laughs> And I'd just be sat on the floor with like a million pieces of Monopoly and I'd be like, you can't do that. And she's like, you can't make up rules. And I'm like, you're 10. You don't know all the... Yeah, so I know. I know. I understand what it's like to play with people like you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually working on it. And after playing, um, I'm, I'm allowed to say this, after playing a board game with uh, my boyfriend's family, um, I'm like, yep. No, nope, this is awful. I, I need to do better. <laughs> I need to be less competitive about these board games. And I'm trying to I'm trying to be better about it. And um, I won a board game recently, and I was so normal about it. I just was like, oh, that was fun. 
And then I went to my own space and was like, yes, yes. But I didn't unleash it on the people. Growth. On Friday, to close out Samoan Language Week, uh, I think I told you this, I got invited to talk to some kids at an after-school care for Samoan Language Week. Yeah. Um, Shocking. Shockingly bad. I was assuming they were more leaning towards, like, 10 and up. No, they were 10 and under. And i got to tell you, this is not a serious conversation you can have in the world if you're a stranger and you're talking to kids under 10. They do not care. Mm. They also, like, when I first got there, I was like, I didn't really know how to explain my job now. Like, oh, I hope I'm on a podcast. And they'd be like, what? And like, what's music journalism? Like, you know, so I was trying to keep it simple. And then one of them goes, you from the morning shift? And I was like, who do you think? And he goes, Brooke. And I was like, I'm not, okay, all right. All right. Yeah, look, I hate to disappoint. I'm not, I'm not Brooke. And then they were like, (laughs) and I I started taking questions because I didn't know what else to say. And the first kid puts his hand up and goes, can you sing? And I was like, oh, all right. And the next kid Can puts his sing? hand up. And I was like, no, next. And then he, the next kid was like, will you sing? And I was like, no. And then this girl was like, will you dance? Can you dance? And I was like, no, all right, I'm tired of this. And then one of the kids goes, and then the next kid goes, how old are you? And I was like, how old do you think I am? And you know, like kids, anyone over 20 is just probably 40 or 50 years old. Mm-hmm. So like, he just looked at me and goes, four. And I started like, scratching my face up and he goes third and I was like and he's like 20 and I was like yeah I'll take 20 yeah I'm 20 <laughs> I just threatened him into that answer it was I really like the idea that these kids were like what you you're not gonna sing or dance yeah they were I mean, why so are you here disappointed man I was holding oh, they wanted them high from, five and they didn't get that they wanted to watch Moana and I was just like holding them back <laughs> face painting and yeah I was I <laughs> Have you ever gone, have you ever had, like speak to like primary school kids? Um, no, and there's probably a good reason for that. Mm. I, I don't really know a lot of children and I don't really know how to connect with them, but I've done over the years lots of different work with like teenagers, like mm. more of that sort of thirteen to seventeen. And um I do like working with teenagers because they're real funny. They're funny. They ass. will just tell you the gossip about anyone and like one thing about me, I love being in people's business. I don't need to know who they are. I just want to know their business. And like this like a fifteen year old girl will just be like, Oh, did you meet um like Steph before? I'm like yeah, she's all right. Like, no, 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 no. Steph stole my boyfriend. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah let's go. All right. All right. The best at that. I love, I love some gossip from kids. Honestly, it's like the funnest thing ever. Don't you, don't you host the kids podcast? Yeah, I do. Um, I am on another podcast for Alyssa's <laughs> called In Case You Missed It, uh, where it's news for tweens. We like mm. sort of like boil down the news into like, make it nice and simple for like, um, you know, like young people to keep up with like bigger ideas and things. And um, the first episode they ever got me to do was on puberty. And I, I'm, I'm at this point, like, never really recorded a podcast before. And I'm like, yay, thank you for this opportunity. And I'm, like, reading the script. They say, you're going to grow hair in weird places. Oh. And that's okay. And I'm like, oh, crap. There was another one. I walk into the room, and the script is war. I'm like, man, am I about to describe war? <laughs> Like this is this is a lot, but they're really good at it. I don't write it, thank God, but like they they're, they're really good at like simplifying it for the kids. I just read it out for them, well, make it charming. If you come to the end of the show and you're thinking, man, I need more Evie. Well, there you go. What's the name of the podcast? Um, in case you missed it. In case you missed it, available on RNZ's website and all streaming platforms. Make sure you check that out. Also until... on Saturday at six a.m. before the news on RNZ National. I love saying that. Boom. Until we see you Thursday. 
whenever this podcast releases 1pm or whenever you listen to it we say tofasui for and car kates